Travel Podcast brought to you by thetravelexpert.ie. Welcome to the Travel Podcast, episode one. I'm Sarah Slattery from thetravelexpert.ie and every month I will bring you around the world of travel via the Travel Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I was a travel agent for 24 years before starting my own travel website five years ago. So I have traveled extensively and like to think I am a travel expert. However, one thing I've learned is that travel is a very personal experience. The types of holidays that I like may may not necessarily be the same for you. So I think it's important that I invite guests to join me um, on my travel podcast so we can discuss various types of travel in a group format. I plan to have podcasts on family holidays, cruises, honeymoon destinations, city breaks and holidays in Ireland too. But if there's anything in particular you want to know about, please email me at podcast at thetravelexpert.ie or message me via Instagram or Facebook and I will try to have a podcast about that in the near future. Today's podcast is about family skiing. I figured I would try and keep it fresh, excuse the pun, but I'm just back from a family ski trip to Austria where we went for New Year. I thought I would ask my husband Cormac to join me today. Hi Cormac. Hello. Uh, because he has completely different views on skiing to me. Um, I love skiing. He, not, Cormac, not I so much. It. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. Okay. I don't like it at all. Okay, so. Uh, I don't really understand why you'd put two casts on your feet and then attach them to sticks and then go out in the freezing cold and slip and slide all over the place. Just don't get it. Anyway, go on. Okay, well, that, there you go. That's honesty for you anyway. Um, but that said, uh, I won't have Cormac here all the time, obviously. Um, I will have a few professional guests, uh, travel right. guests in the future, uh, no offence. But um, for this particular uh, case, I think it's good to get two different perspectives on skiing and the pros and cons and some tips about bringing your kids skiing for the first time. So let's get started then. Uh, so the Travel Podcast, Episode 1 is family skiing tips yes so my first tip we don't go (laughs) (laughs) yeah i suppose uh cormac i knew you wouldn't be that into it anyway we skied before as a couple 20 years ago and you weren't that mad about it then no um so i've skied a few times since then and i absolutely love it it's i mean i i could go on for an hour talking about how much I love skiing. I just think it's the the fresh air, being on top of the mountain. I completely switch off. Um, unlike a sun holiday on a sun lounge, I'm picking up my phone. I'm looking at you know, on the yeah. mountain you just want to ski down. Yeah, but so. on a, on a sun holiday you dictate the time frames. On a ski holiday you're up at eight o'clock in the morning to go to catch the bus in your gear up for your ski lesson. It's like going to school again. Well, okay, that's one way of looking at it. But uh, and one thing I w- I, ha- I should say is that. I think that's probably should be the ski tip number one or tip like don't necessarily feel you have to ski every single day um, and, to, and book the lessons first. You don't have to if you don't want to. If you, well, if you, you have don't to do the lessons. lessons. Well, you do have to do ski lessons, but you don't necessarily have to do it at eight o'clock in the morning or at 10 o'clock in the morning and be up that early if you don't want to. You can book private lessons if you want. I mean, I suppose one thing about skiing is it's not cheap. So um, it's it's all relative, really, depending on, on, on what you want to spend. But if you don't want to get up early in the morning, you can uh, book private lessons. Um, the in- first morning. Can we talk about the first morning? Okay. When you get all your stuff. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's start. That's um, another tip that I would say is if you can try and book a morning flight 
because and when you arrive in the resort get your skis and boots and everything organized so that the first day on the mountain your ski lesson you have your boots you have your skis you can literally just rock up and head for your lesson the main thing with uh, with ski resorts is they nearly all have the same changeover days saturdays and sundays so everybody is skiing for the first time together so the resort the lifts are crazy busy everybody's trying to get their skis and boots on the first day and it can kind of be a sort of a bad first impression to skiing if you've never skied before i would put it down to being like the first day of the january sales yeah probably a bit like that yeah it is kind of crazy busy but if you can get there we we had an afternoon flight so we had no choice they, they were closed when we arrived so we had to go the first morning and it it ended up meaning we were about an hour late for our ski lesson. Despite knowing how busy it would be and we went extra early, we were still about an hour late for the ski there lesson. There was eight of us though. So there's the four of us and we went with another family yeah. of four. So if you can, book the flight the day before and, um, as I said, get everything the night before and be ready. Uh, the other thing to point out, a lot of people feel you have to be beside the ski lifts because... Um, they don't want to, you don't want to be lugging skis and boots. Now, believe me, they are really heavy, right? So if you're going with small kids, they won't be able to carry them. So you don't have to be beside the ski lifts. But if you're, if you're not, make sure you rent lockers at the ski lifts. Again, this is the first thing to do because it can be very busy on the first morning. You may not get lockers. So try and do that straight away. Um, because the last thing you want to be doing is getting on a ski bus, trying to carry two sets of skis and two sets of boots each. It's, it's a and nightmare. Poles. Yeah. And gloves and helmets. Yeah, helmets as well. And all helmets, all yeah. whilst wearing the salopettes and the ski jacket and you're on a bus so you're like you're sweating before you can yeah, get to the slopes. Yeah, yeah. So definitely um lockers are a must if you're not staying beside the ski lifts. Absolutely 100%. But I wouldn't let that dictate where you stay. Once there's lockers there it wouldn't matter if you were staying 10 or 15 minutes, you know, away from them mm. from the lifts. So that's another thing to point out. Um, before you go at all, I, I recommend to go and uh, taking a, a lesson on the dry slope if, 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 you ha if kids have not skied before, um, especially if you've skied and they haven't. Uh, it'd be, it's good just to get them um, used to the skis and the boots and all that. They're very heavy. The kids will think they're, they're too tight. They want to change them. And like if you're up on top of the mountain, you're not going to want to go back to the shop and change the boots. Whereas at least if they've been, even if it's just one lesson in in the dry slope in Kaltiernan, at least you can. Um, they they feel they know what the boots are like. They feel it. They 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 know then when they get to resort what it's like. Plus, you'd be amazed what they pick up on one or two lessons. It might mean that by the end of the week they're able to ski down the mountain with you guys because they're not complete beginners. They've had a few lessons before they got there. So I would I would recommend that as well. Yeah, you mentioned Kiltiernan there, just so you yeah. know that's that's dry slopes outside of Dublin. Oh yeah, well that's it, yeah. Uh, so dry slopes wherever they are near you. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, there the that's kind of getting started. Um, with regard to the lessons you mentioned that earlier, Cormac, yeah, that I happen to have lessons. Well, before you do that, somebody said to me that um, get the boots. So if you're a size nine and a half or whatever you are, get a ten. Like get a half size bigger on your boots if you can, because very few people take into consideration the thick socks they're wearing. Yeah. And also. When I got my boots, check for insoles, because I struggled and suffered for two days, because there was two pairs of insoles at the bottom of my boots, which caused the balls of my feet to ache for the two days, which just compounded the fact that I wasn't really into it. 
Yeah, well, I think that, uh, that's... I unusual. did like the apres though. I've never heard of that before. Now, that's the first time I've heard of anybody with insoles. But there you go. You never know, I suppose. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're getting the feeling here that Cormac wasn't enamored <laughs> with skiing. Like, seriously, God <laughs> almighty, you sound like the biggest moan. Honest to God. Um, but um, anyway, so that that's a couple of things to point out. With regard to the lessons, I definitely recommend the ski school. Like, if you think that the kids are going to be skiing with you on the first day, if you skied before and they haven't, like, it's just not going to happen. So put them in the ski school. Definitely, they love it. They'll be kids the same age. You can meet them for lunch. You can ski with them later on in the afternoon. Um, if none of you have skied before, it might be worthwhile getting a group private lesson. That way, you, don't, you can ski when you want to. Um, you can do half days. Um, and you are all together. But, but there's but, also the... I mean, we saw the panic in our instructor's face on the first morning. Yeah. Because there was so there was such diversity in the levels of skiing. Yeah. We've done it before. I haven't done it for fifteen years. You did it earlier last yeah. year. Yeah. And so you'd be a better skier than I am, but kind of like riding a bike, I kind of it came back to me a bit. Yeah. yeah. But the kids had only had a couple of hours up on the slopes, the yeah. dry slopes. Yeah. So they were a little bit lower. Yeah. So very difficult for the instructor to do that absolutely no so the I kindergarten thing is the kid what's it called kinder ski kinder. the ski kindergarten is an yeah. absolute must if you've skied and the kids haven't skied if the only way i would suggest maybe a private lesson for everybody together is if none of you had skied before and uh, then that's a different story but um otherwise definitely use this, the uh, ski kindergarten also it, it, there's different levels so usually like for babies you know two and three the, the kindergarten won't be just all skiing they'll be playing in the snow and things like that and then from kids age six upwards it will be a bit more structured so um there's different types of ski kindergartens in each resort uh, we went to Saal in austria by the way which uh, is great the ski, the ski school there was really really good uh, there's good toboggan runs for kids as well fairly scary now not particularly easy toboggan runs, yeah, fairly but, terrifying, um, but. and it's also on that ski belt uh, region so there's loads of different skiing resorts you can ski in and out and if you're a good skier there's loads of um ski runs to do not a huge amount of kind of blue easy runs but plenty of um of runs if you're kind of intermediate and if you're proficient enough you can ski into the other towns yeah, and villages. yeah it's really good for for advanced skiing. Yeah. gorgeous restaurants as well by the way 77 um, of them yeah and great at Bray ski cormac will, will vouch for that because absolutely didn't go home about three o'clock one day in, in the morning um, but with regard to the restaurants, this is another tip, ski tip number. I don't know what we're on now, three or four. Um, we never go half board. I'm just, I hate eating in the same place every night. I, I like, no matter where we are, I always like to have different restaurant choices. So we always go. Well, you like B &B to get out and have or, a little bit yeah. of a look around. But I do think for a ski holiday, particularly if you have young kids, like you're fairly wrecked in the evening. You probably do a couple of hours of apres ski from about four o'clock in the afternoon. Usually all the bars have families in them and music playing and everything. So you probably go off the mountain, do that for a couple of hours, get back to your hotel room or your apartment at about six or seven. So getting changed to go back out to look for a restaurant. You're all kind of tired. The kids just want to relax. So I would actually say, which is totally against what I ever, ever say, but on a skiing holiday with kids, half board is probably a better option than self-catering. Um, so yeah, that's the other tip I would say. It's just handy to be able to go downstairs and eat and then have an early night and get up early in the morning. Um, that Most of the, the, the bars, like with regard to apres ski and kids, actually a few people have asked me about that. Like 
the kids, you're generally not in the bars late at night with them. But you will do the après ski literally when it was supposed to be after you've skied from about four to six, seven. Lots uh, of families around then. There was, but I, I think, didn't the kids have to be out of the pubs by... I think it was nine, wasn't nine it? Nine o'clock, yeah. yeah, yeah. By so, nine o'clock, we were all bunched. Yeah, yeah. So generally that, I mean, and, and, and sometimes you might go for dinner on your way home from the après ski. Um, that's another tip, whether we're on number four now or five, um, clothes. Don't bring anything dressy. People don't dress up. Half the time you go to the restaurants and they're still in their ski gear. Which was us. Yeah, like so, you know, you really, I would say you need, if anything, maybe more long sleeve tops, that layers that you could, rather than big woolly jumpers or because you will be warm in the bars and restaurants afterwards. It's nice to be, if you are in your salopettes, at least if, if you're in a like a, just a long sleeve t-shirt or a long sleeve top underneath, you'll, you can wear that and then just put layers on over it. But... It's probably worth mentioning about the uh, like the luggage because this stuff is bulky as hell. Yeah, it is bulky, and we brought way too much. Like we didn't all the stuff we brought. You really w- clean. All you're wearing is your ski gear. Like you really are. Once or twice you might go out and you know a pair, but you, you'll still you'll wear your your snow boots with your jeans or your if you're going out at night time as well. So you know you don't need to bring your snow boots is all you really need. You don't need to bring anything else as well. What about um, those packing bags? Yeah, because that makes them all smaller. Yeah, the the you suck the air out with a hoover. Yeah, or something, don't you? Or they're handy for your salopettes and your ski jackets are quite bulky. So if you have those, um, I can't think of what they're called now, but the 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 bags basically that you can suck the air out of. Them, they're handy for for trying to uh, to pack small. To, to pack small. Um, with regard to the skiing resorts, uh, this I mean, there's so many you can choose from. I like that region there for a couple of reasons. The a that you can ski into all the different resorts. Um, I like all the food. The Austrian food is great. The restaurants are good, and there's a lot of airport choices. It's an hour and a half from Munich and Salzburg, um, so I like some of the resorts are like three hour transfers from the airport and all that. Like which I mean, I wouldn't want to do it on my own or a minder kid. So. Just watch out for the resorts. Also, maybe pick, you know, there is an off chance that your kids mightn't like skiing. Ours did. But, like, it's handy to maybe pick a resort that has maybe one of those water parks, an indoor water park. Or if your hotel has a pool. Or maybe think about things to do other than skiing as well. So, really, probably just has the toboggan run. There's really much else to do. Sure there isn't. Else, no. um, so, just, depend. you know, maybe factor that in as well. Um I'm just having a look, thinking, just trying to think now. What there else was also well, health insurance. Make sure you have your yeah, health make insurance sure you have as well. You have your to, travel insurance, not With ski insurance. insurance, you need to pay um, extra for winter sports cover. So make sure you've, now it might only be like a five or extra or something like that, but just make sure you have it. I mean, every day at the top of the lift, at the top of the gondola, where kind of everybody meets before they disperse to their various slopes and whatever. There wasn't a day went by that we didn't see the, the ski, what do you call those things? The, not the jet ski, the motorbike. No, yeah. The track thing. The, the ambulance. A, the ambulance kind of thing. Basically on a skidoo kind of a thing. Yeah, towing people. a stretcher with somebody yeah. in it. So, and, and, you know, it's, I mean, injuries is obviously horrific and you, you obviously don't want that to happen. But, um, people, you know, just because you're in Europe, you don't just use your European health card because, like, that won't cover you if you need an air ambulance or anything like that. Like, travel insurance that, that that's so cheap like and skiing is so expensive the insurance is nothing compared to what you're going to spend on the ski holiday so definitely make sure you have it well one of the the instructor himself was saying how now he was skiing off piste as he said himself uh, on a black slope but 
he had to be heli lifted off the mountain. Yeah. Which so. cost like a high five figure. Somebody yeah, said. crazy. And also, you know, with with skiing, with insurance, um, weather. Like you're obviously going to be adverse weather. Like you, you know, you could miss your flight. You could get snowed in. There, you know. You, so insurance is vital. Speaking of missing your flight, <clears throat> we went for New Year and. Um, of course, the whole world, are, like everybody's on holidays after Christmas. We so that's, Munich. Yeah, that's Saturday before, um, that's Saturday after Christmas when everybody's coming home. Uh, the traffic is crazy. Now, we, we were coming from Saal to Munich, but I would imagine it's pretty much the same around Europe. Well, put into perspective, the Munich, from Munich to Saal was 90 minutes yeah. on the way down. Yeah. And on the way back? It was three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. So we basically missed our flight but we, only with the did. grace of god that yeah. uh, a group of top flight people ha- uh, w- were in the same position and they managed to get our lingus to hold a plane for us so we were blessed but um if we had rocked up just the eight of us and the 59 people from yeah, top flight were on the plane we, we we'd were have been paying t- totally screwed yeah, a few hundred quid yeah. to get home so just make sure if you are booking it yourself uh, independently that you leave get go extra early with the transfer coming home because you never know what the weather going to be like um and you know an hour and a half transfer even if it's not christmas at any time i would book extra early coming home Um now that that's the, probably the last thing i'm going to talk about is the difference between booking it independently and booking a package mm. um now i as you know i was a travel agent for years i'm a big fan of travel agents so i would always kind of recommend you talk to a travel agent anyway um before you book anything in our particular case New, the prices for New Year are very were very dear, so it did work out cheaper to book our Lingus flights into Munich. I booked them back in February. They were like hundred and twenty euros each or something. Like Salzburg were four hundred, like at the time. So I bu- I did book it separately. I booked the flights with our Lingus. I booked accommodation separately, and transfers. So I that's that's worked out best for us at that particular time. I would say um, most of the time it's probably better off to go if you're going for a week to book the package you can book your lessons you can book your lift pass sometimes they've d- deals on lift passes buy one get one free and stuff like that through top flight and crystal and the different ski operators um so obviously it depends if you're going for a short stay three or four nights it might be better to to do it independently but definitely for a week um i'll always check with the travel agent first because you be plus you know you've got the the transfers booked everything's arranged for you. there's no stress about missing flights or anything like that like we had mm. so yeah i mean you just weigh up the two together um just new year that there was a massive difference in price so that's why we did it that way but normally i would go the other way the entertainment factor apres ski yeah the bands are incredible oh, yeah. yeah amazing yeah. and now the 77 places in Seoul. yeah we pretty much stuck to three. I well, think. there's seven, seven, seventy-seven restaurants. Oh, seventy-seven restaurants. Yeah, but there's there's loads of bars as well. The nightclub was. Uh, the, the, the I was blown away by the quality of the bands yeah, and yeah. the stuff they were playing was great. And combine that with a couple of pints and the crack yeah. is mighty. Yeah, no, it is good. To and the point where you get locked out of your hotel yeah, at three o'clock in the morning yeah, that's and true. it's minus five degrees yeah. and I had to ring you. Yeah, that's yeah. That yeah. all happened. All right. Yeah. So um. That was a, yeah. <laughs> But it was great, Craig. Yeah, yeah. No, we made not- lots of new friends. I went skiing in Seoul without <laughs> the kids in February, and ah, oh, it was wild. Like the the night, the apres ski at nighttime is amazing. But it's like, it's it's good during the day with the kids too. It's yeah, nice, it's- you know. It's a bit- and you know what is another thing that's great is when you're there is 
taste the local food. The but local the food, food is, is so good. And like the goulashes and things like that, the big hearty grub on the mountain, like You're burning absolutely gorgeous. And like loads of the, the kids will love the Wiener schnitzels. What was that potato thing the with the bacon? Kids eat them all the time. Uh, Grostel is a, a lovely local dish. Um, it's like potatoes with bacon and um, onions, I think. And then there's a fried egg on top. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, real, real hearty grub when, when you're after working out in the mountain. And uh, So definitely don't, you know, go for the local stuff. Don't be it's really, burgers really and good. chips. Exactly. And not a huge amount of kids' menus in a lot of places, actually. Yeah. So where so the Wiener schnitzel and chips is probably half the price if you went for, like, a burger and chips or something like that. And the kids love them. Mm. So just be a bit adventurous when you're there. Is that everything? I, think? I can't think of anything else. Um, yes, yeah, so I hope you got some tips there. And um, yeah, hope you'll all be uh, going family skiing now after that. Don't let Korma put you off. He just... He's not into exercise anyway. <laughs> you like fresh air, and uh, you won't break a leg ordering a margarita you, beside the pool. You no, know, don't like don't don't <laughs> let him put you off because he's just yeah. He's most people love skiing. If you if you if you like exercise and like being out in the fresh air, and you know the old saying, if the kids are happy, you're happy too. So and I if you like live right. music, though, I can't fault. Yeah, yeah. There's anyway. live music in every bar every night, yeah. and they're fantastic, right. and the beer is good too. Yeah. Right, there you go. Okay, so look, tune in for the next one next month. We'll keep you posted. And um, any queries or thumbs ups and all those kind of things, if you want to send, uh, email podcast at thetravelexpert.ie. And yeah, be in touch soon. Thanks for listening. Well, what about a follow on Instagram? Well, yeah, well, you can on, follow me on Instagram too if you're not Facebook already following me. <laughs> and, and follow on Twitter. Yeah, that underscore travel underscore expert on Instagram. And their travel expert on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on everything. You'll find me. If you go to travelexpert.ie, yeah. all the links are there. Yeah. All right, until the next time, I yes. suppose. Bye. Bye.